I'm Haley. I'm Sean. And welcome to Haley Hates Everything. I pick a surprise topic. And I get high and opinionated so we can discuss it together. So grab a snack and hang out with us for Haley Haley Hates Hates Everything. Everything. Welcome to another episode of Haley Hates Everything. I'm Sean, the co-host. And as ever, the main co-host, Haley. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It just felt right. <laughs> How you doing? Well, here's the thing. We just got back from vacation. We failed you in getting an episode out, so we're trying to make up for it. I also have a splint on my hand. Like, you know, it's one I can remove. It's not like a... Uh, cast or something but i have some kind of tendon issue in my hand in my right hand which i use for everything you know mm, yeah. and it's hurting and it's difficult to do anything i need to do <laughs> quite frankly so it's probably brought on by a lot of schoolwork and note taking and blog stuff that i've had to do lots of tippy tappy computer work and you know i still gotta get that shit done Plus, you are extreme in everything you do, including writing and mousing. Well, yeah. Yeah. I I have realized that. So we just got back from vacation. We had a great time in eastern, northeastern Oregon. Yes. Oregon's largest wilderness, the Willowa County area. Very pretty. I highly recommend going. Yeah, go, um, go to Joseph. Yes, don't go to Enterprise. Um, <laughs> Or actual Willowa. You can go through there. There's a grocery store there. That's where you're going to have to get groceries. But you can stay in the little town of Joseph, Oregon. It was very lovely. And so I'll I'll talk about that stuff in my blog and have vacation photos and all that as soon as I can. Anyway, on vacation, I realized I am very intense at everything (laughs) I do. Yes, I mouse hard. I go hard with the mouse. I want to make sure the clicks count, you know? Writing. Yes, I write hard. I write even. I like it to be a certain way. I've been like that my entire life. I had to get a special notebook for all of my class stuff. Well, it's now multiple notebooks. So I could take all my notes because I press so hard. So I need a thicker paper that <laughs> that can withstand the pressing. Anyway, I just realized that I'm very intense in everything I do. And I think it scares the people away. I'm even very intense with my love and it scares things <laughs> away. Like I love animals and we saw a lot of deer. And if they were close to the road and we could roll down the window and take photos of them, I would say, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, hello. Oh, you're so precious. You're so loved. <laughs> and and wave. I would wave like a goober, like they were going to wave back, right? I just love animals. <laughs> And, you know, I scare them with my love. And Mm. it just dawned on me, maybe I do that to humans as well. So, yes, fucked up my thumb somehow, some way. And I'm hoping that it gets better because I have to use my thumb. It's evolutionarily there (sighs) for a reason. And I need it. So, you know, send up good vibes or whatever you do, if if you can spare a few. (laughs) For my thumb. Alternatively, you could try and rewire your brain to be ambidextrous like I am. So you can just kind of do whatever <laughs> you want with either side. It works well. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just be ambidextrous like I am. And then it wouldn't matter if your thumb got messed up or not. <laughs> That's basically like you're pushing up your glasses. You've got your little pocket protector. <laughs> Thanks, nerd. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> In soccer, I could play both sides. It was sweet. Oh, okay. Ping pong? Really? Oh, yeah. I'll start off left-handed. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And then I'll switch it right, pound it in. Yeah. You're so weird. <laughs> Is it, do you, do you bowl that way, too? Is oh, it like all yeah. a sports thing where you start on the left and switch to the right? Hells, yeah. Dad, did you grow up using one or the other or both? Like writing and everything? No, I mean, writing, I mean, school kind of like pushes you to be right-handed so how did you realize you could use the other one for stuff i think just like soccer was the main thing that got me started in trying to do it both ways well that's with your feet though yeah exactly so then you thought this could just travel to your hands and your hands would be also ambidextrous yes so you willed it to happen is that what you're saying why i just i don't understand how yeah we can use both feet for stuff like that just <laughs> seems normal yeah we can use both feet for things it doesn't, you don't, well, see, there's, why there's... would you just be like, oh, both of my feet work for the same kind of activity? Let me see if my hands do that too. I don't get where that goes. How do you well, figure that out? Not everybody has like good aim and power with both feet. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I hit the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could favor one leg over the other in a way. But it's not the same thing as hands, though. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. I think I, I think it is. It's how it's because I... it's the side the sides of your body are controlled by different sides of your brain. So it's a matter of you know those parts of your brain communicating or having the same skills on both sides of your brain, sort of. Yeah, I don't get how you would see your feet doing things and then be like, what about my hands? I just, I really don't understand how that comes into play. That's that's the part I'm having an issue with at this moment in time, is that correlation like, oh, I can kick a ball with two feet. That's amazing. Not just my right one or not just my left one. I wonder if that can translate to hands. <laughs> can I do the same thing with both my hands? I, it's that just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't see how you would make that comparison immediately. I don't know. Perhaps I was told I was ambidextrous because I could, I could work both sides of the field well. So then I... And you just that. believed it. I accepted that as part of me, that I was ambidextrous, and then moved forward with that through the rest of my life. I feel like you're humble bragging in a very <laughs> specific way that's now pissing me off. You're like, you know what? Someone told me I was amazing, and then I just took it in and believed it, and it's gotten me through everything in my life. <laughs> That's essentially what you just said. You know what? Somebody told me I could be a star. So I was like, okay, I'll accept that to myself and I'll be a star. And that's how it happened. 
That's that's essentially what you just said. <laughs> this, this sounds like the beginning to like the Beaver story or something, you know? Like people people said I was a star, yo. They said my voice was amazing. I took that into myself. I made it a part of me. And I excelled. <laughs> Is that your Justin Bieber? Yes. You've never heard him talk, have you? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I just hurt my hand. Oh, my God. It hurts. Jesus. What did you even do? You're just sitting there. I don't know. I moved it somehow and it popped. It did its little pop. Let me tighten this up then. Oh, we're going tight. Okay. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try not to move it now. Okay, you do that. I talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, naturally moving them around. and then Especially I'm... since you're right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one told me I was ambidextrous, so I've lived my whole life just using one hand. <laughs> that's all I can do, because that's all I was ever told I was, was a right-hander. See? I mean, it limits you. Oh, my God. You know what? So this isn't even the podcast. Like no, We haven't even started whatever we're going to do today. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we should probably, you know, get, get going. That was a solid 10 minutes of just riffing. Riffing. That wasn't e- that's not planned. None of this is planned. This is all off the, the seat of my head. What do they say? Off the... What is the seat one? Off the seat. You can get there. Come on. Hold on, y'all. I'm high. By the seat of your pants. Boom. I knew. Oh, I'm probably talking really loud and I'm going to have to edit this, this weirdly and it's going to be a pain in the ass. But anyway, this isn't even the podcast yet. We're not even into the meat. And so I would take this opportunity to say, Sean, where's the beef? <laughs> What have you got for us today? What is the topic? What are we discussing? Because I don't know. Well, I figured we go off of vacation activities. Okay. And do some talking about anti-fat bias in outdoor activities. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a topic. Mainly uh, about our experiences during our vacation. Okay. Okay. No, I can. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Number one. Oh, you got numbers? We're just, you're just jumping in with the list. All right. Number one. We went kayaking. Okay. Oh, okay. So I see. I thought you were going with a list of stuff, like all of a sudden, and I was like, do I have to take (laughs) notes? What is happening? You're just talking, here's the first thing we're going to talk about that we did on vacation that also has to do with the anti-fat bias in outdoor activities. You got it. Yes. Yeah, so we went kayaking. Yeah. And I've got some things to say. Now, I do want to do a blog post about it and and write yeah. everything out because I like doing that too. And But I guess, yeah, let's just jump into this because, man. Yeah, I mean, like I would say there's probably, you know, a bias that non-fat people feel and then also a bias that fat people feel about doing outdoor activities what bias do non-fat people feel about outdoor activities well they're like uh the that fat person doesn't need to be doing what, what are they doing doing that 
That sort of bias. Oh, so that you mean what they're thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not so. some kind of thing that's against them. Yeah, no, I was about to get real pissed off when I was like, "Wait a fucking second! <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would tell me that thin people are being kept out of outdoor activities." I was about to bust some ass. <laughs> Don't come to me with that shit. Okay. So, so, yes, there's the idea that a lot of people have. Number one, that fat people can't do out, outdoor activities. Yeah. That somehow our bodies are incapable of climbing a mountain or swimming or riding in a boat mm -hmm. or snorkeling or skiing or name any other outdoor activity. There's not a lot of outdoor gear and clothing for plus size people. Yeah. There's not absolutely. a lot of, you know, like backpacks that are have large enough straps or things that are wide enough or carry us can have a certain weight limit, you know, like there's so many ways in which we are kept out of the equation. Yeah. Even yeah. if we want to do these things, even if we're capable of doing these things. Mm -hmm. Because just as, you know, not every thin person is capable of climbing a mountain or going skiing or rock climbing or whatever yeah. everybody's body is different so you know some some plus size people can some can't just as any other body type absolutely and it re it really pisses me off when well all of it pisses me off <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's always this like well fatty you should exercise and then when we exercise they're like <laughs> fatty's exercising you shouldn't be here you don't belong like, what the fuck, dude? Anyway, oh, it pisses me off. Well, and there's also, like, I mean, we've definitely experienced, like, people be like, hey, good job, which... Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, sure. That's yes, very condescending. Thank you, but you're not necessarily going to be telling everybody along the trail, like, hey, good job, keep it up. Oh, no, it's just because you're fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, congratulations for getting your ass out and doing something. <laughs> but it's, I think, I know that people usually mean well because they yeah. want to be encouraging. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's because they know it's a space that we're not in. But more than often, it's like, oh, good, fatty's exercising. Good job giving it a go, fatty. Good for <laughs> you. That's what it sounds like. And I know that's not everybody's intention when they yeah. do that. But as a fat person, knowing how often I am looked at in an outdoor space as like being either trying to lose weight or I shouldn't be there. Like, why am I even trying kind of yeah, thing? Or like, yeah. oh, poor fatty. She can't do it, but she's at least trying. Like that sort of, you know, sympathetic look. And, you know, not everybody wants to do something fun outdoors just to lose weight. Yeah. And especially for people who have grown up with a, a diet culture narrative being shoved down their throat, the idea of having to exercise for exercise is very detrimental to my mental health because my mom would always, you know, anytime I was having fun, well, you should stand this way and you should suck your stomach in and you should do it longer and you should do it harder and, and <laughs> you know, do this more often and blah, blah, blah. Nothing could just be fun. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, it always had to be because you want to lose weight, you want to change, you want to be, you know, thinner and thinner equals better and all this bullshit. Yeah. And so for me, thinking of, well, I want need to exercise this amount of time or, you know, whatever, that 
doesn't motivate me to want to do it because it feels like a punishment to my body. Mm. Like it feels like a, a shameful thing. Yeah. Because I was told pretty much my entire life, I mean, people still say it to this day, that my body is wrong and shouldn't exist as it is. It has to be thinner. It shouldn't exist at all. And the idea of needing to change it and like losing weight, having to do any kind of activity to lose weight feels very detrimental to my mental health. It adds to my depression. It adds to my anxiety. Oh, well, if I'm doing this, I have to lose weight. Well, what if I don't lose weight? Not everybody's body's metabolism is the same. (laughs) You know, everything's going to be different. But, you know, activities can be fun. And you can do them just to have fun. But maybe there is exercise that comes with that. You are moving your body in some way. But you don't have to move your body to lose weight. And activities can just be something that you do because you like them. And I just feel like that whole part of the conversation is usually fat people are left out of like we can't just have fun Mm. it's got to be well if you're doing it then you're doing it to lose weight yeah yeah not you're you just enjoy it do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and i hate that attitude but there's also all of the other attitudes that are sort of thrown at a fat person and i think a lot of the times too as fat people and i'm using the word fat it's not a negative or positive thing. I know people have like issues with that word a lot of times because it it has been used as an insult, you know, all all the time. Still is. But I don't mind calling myself fat because it's just a descriptor. That's just what I am. That makes people understand. Mm. It's just easier than plus size all the time. (laughs) So (laughs) what was I saying before I did all that? Okay. I lost my track. My, I lost my track. My, I lost my thought track. What? Train Train of of thought. I lost my train of thought. And let's go back. Let's circle back to kayaking. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to try kayaking for a while. And around my birthday in May, I I thought about it because there was an REI class that was close. And I thought I'd go check it out. But I wasn't quite sure if they had boats that would work for me because there are different weight limits to different kayaks. And so I messaged them and they didn't know. <laughs> they had to like get an answer and then they just send, sent me like here are the, the kayak names and models. These are the ones that we're using. Mm-hmm. And so I had to look those up myself. Anyway, it really did make me doubt whether I should do it or not just because it didn't feel like it was inclusive enough, inclusive enough space if they didn't even mm-hmm. know if they would have... Like, I feel like you should know what your weight limits are when someone messages you about it. Otherwise, you haven't thought about that. And if if my body hasn't been thought about in that space, then probably, you know, you might not be thinking of me and have stuff to fit me or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I let Sean, here's the thing. I let Sean plan a vacation (laughs) because I have been so swamped with work. And I just couldn't take on the stress of planning a vacation myself, but we needed to get out of town. So I let him do it. I didn't want to know anything till it was time to pack, quite honestly. But we had talked about kayaking and mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, do they have boats that I can fit in? Do they, do they have a certain weight limit? And to be fair, we're both fat people. So mm-hmm. it's stuff that you have to know for yourself as well. It's not like yes. you're just completely oblivious to, to that. Like, if you were thin, you probably wouldn't 
completely understand all of the different aspects of things that I have to deal with as a fat person. Anyways, I was like, well, Sean, they have different kinds. Like, is it, is it this kind? Is it that kind? What is the weight limit? Did you ask about this? Do they have vests that will fit us? Like, what's, (laughs) what's going on? And once he figured that out, yes, yes, yes. I was like, okay. And I felt really good about it. I was very excited to do it. I was very nervous, mainly getting in of, in the kayak and out of the kayak because I I don't want to look stupid. I don't I don't want to look like a fool. <laughs> yeah. And I I want to seem like I kind of know what I'm doing even though I'd never kayaked before, so how could I know completely? But that was the main thing. Like I I wasn't worried about balancing in the boat. I was pretty sure I could fit, you know, and be comfortable in it. I wasn't worried about paddling. My arms are, are, are good, aside from my wrist right now. And it was the getting in and getting out that I was super, super nervous about. And just the general attitude of the the rental people and how they would view us. Yeah. Because I'm sure there aren't a lot of plus-size people that are out in this space because we've always been told we shouldn't be there. I was kind of thinking about it. So there's like, we've kind of, I think we've maybe covered kind of like some of the biases and stuff, at least somewhat. And then there's the fears of fat people of like, am I going to be able to do this? Mm. You know, are people going to look at me? There's gear. Like, am I going to be able to get the gear needed to be able to do this? You know, so, Mm -hmm. and then kind of like educating yourself. So like we're, what you're kind of getting, getting into there is kind of like the gear for this. So people might not understand like, Personally, at least myself, I need like wide width shoes. So if we're, you know, going hiking or doing different activities, can I find, you know, hiking boots that come in a wide width? Mm -hmm. So, and then even like rain jackets, Mm -hmm. am I going to be able to find a waterproof jacket that's going to fit me? You know, hiking pants, am I going to find ones that, that fit? What's, what's going on? Yeah, because a lot of outdoor companies, they don't have very inclusive sizing they might they might go up to a 3x and usually it's a smaller a slightly smaller version of that i found that the at least this one style of pant from columbia in a 3x actually fits me Mm. and i really really like those but a lot of their shirts are not big enough although i do have a few that are but the really hard thing for me and as a woman I wear an 11 wide so that again that's something else I have to look out for and a lot of Mm -hmm. people have a wider foot or just you know more foot for the shoe and a lot of them are made so narrow now before we went on our big UK trip which we knew we were going to do hiking stuff and we needed waterproof jackets and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing I spent so much time trying to find a hiking boot (laughs) that was waterproof yeah. And there's there's not a lot under like $130. So there's also that sort of fat tax where and these are really good shoes, by the way. So like a lot of really good shoes are 130 But as far as clothing goes, there is the fat tax. So like if you're over a size, you know, 1X, then you have to pay $3 more for something. Yeah. yeah. And like with Old Navy, the old plus size stuff used to never be on sale. and the plus size men's clothing now all the clothing they had moved online so there's nothing in store that you could try on but when you ordered the plus size 
stuff, the men's stuff could be returned to the store, but the women's stuff had to be returned via mail. And it's just yeah. those extra little things that just make it so much worse. And, you know, they wouldn't have sales on plus size stuff. They'd have it on all of their straight size stuff, which is things that aren't plus size, if people have never <laughs> heard that term before. Yeah. And just, just things like that. I mean, there's so many places that we can't just go get clothing. And so I had to try on all of these different waterproof jackets. They're so usually so tight in the arms mm. and they don't have any kind of shape and they don't fit like around. You can zip them up comfortably and have other layers underneath. And that's supposed to be the largest size, you know, like if you're larger, I'm like a 22, 24. If you're larger than that, it's super hard to find anything. Yeah. A lot of times it's basically like, they come up with a large size and then they, they scale it down and then they scale it up. Mm -hmm. But there's no like, well, okay, a Forex person's probably not going to have, you know, a scaled up shoulder width the size of their stomach or something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's how they scale it. They just scale it like you're going to grow kind of exponentially out versus like, you know, yeah. different parts of you are going to be different sizes and stuff like that. So Yes. <laughs> that has been very common. It's just, yeah, it's so difficult to find the clothing and even sort of the thickness that you might need of a shirt or a vest layer or something. I love my Columbia vests. I do <laughs> shout them out for that. Yeah. But again, they only carry up to a 3X, I believe, still. Mm. And I'm at the very top of that. I mean, a lot of the stuff is more form-fitting on me. So it that doesn't equal that it's inclusive, even though they have a 3X. Yeah. And that's usually where most companies stop if they carry plus size. And so, especially with outdoor companies, having the gear for weather stuff or act certain activities is, is so difficult to find. Yeah. And it, it does make you discouraged because then you're like, well, I can't even dress the way I need to to do this thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess nobody wants me there and yeah. I guess I can't do it because, you know, whatever reason, maybe I need that for safety or I need, you know, it's just, it's very discouraging because then you just feel like I wanted to do that thing, but yeah. I'm being kept out of it yep. and it, it just, it's upsetting. Yeah. I know when I was younger, like skiing, the having wider feet and stuff the, the ski boots all the rental places mm. the ski boots are all specific sizes and they're all really thin and when you're skiing and kind of you know going like back and forth and stuff like the torsion on your feet just gets like pretty unbearable <laughs> mm. and so like I, I end up switching to kind of doing snowboarding because the the shoes are your snowboarding shoes are a bit more comfortable and forgiving oh, and stuff than then ski boots are just like so hard and yeah just painful for me i've so. never done any snow sports i don't know that i want Ooh. to i feel like it's it might be too cold we'll be getting you going up on the slopes girl i don't know i it, it goes too fast i don't like going too fast that scares me i think it's just like <laughs> the speed if, yeah the speed picking up if i could do, if it's just like <laughs> just a slight incline i think i'd be like oh yeah this is fun but any kind of hardcore skiing and going down real fast, no thank you, ma'am. I don't want any part of that. I, I want to be on a little sled and have, like, some reindeer pull me. That's that's the kind of snow activity I want to do. I, I just don't know. Sometimes it looks fun, yeah. but 
then I also think about how cold it cold it is, <laughs> and I kind of just want to wrap myself in a blanket and drink hot chocolate and watch people ski. <laughs> I'd rather do that. Yeah, yeah. Or have reindeer pull me in a little sled. <laughs> just have a thermos of hot cocoa and ride the ski lift up and down just over and over again. Actually, you know what? I could turn that out because I would look fucking cute in a pink snowsuit thing. <laughs> A cute belt, some faux fur, a cute beanie hat. I look cute in a beanie hat. I am great in a scarf. I could look so cute. But am I going to do some stuff? So- Ooh, I want some faux fur earmuffs. I have the outfit in my head. <laughs> no, I would look cute doing it, but I would just ride that thing back and forth. Am I going to ski? No, I might get hurt. and I don't like that. I said, I want to get my suit dirty. Just yelling down at people. Yeah, you go. Oh, sweet jump. <laughs> it's great up there. <laughs> the What do they say? What's something that a, a snow dude says? Like something about the pack. The oh, pack yeah. is good or whatever. Lopes are fast up there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they say. I Clearly, I have no idea what the fuck they say. Yeah, I forget. It's been a long time since I've been. But I could, I could learn some of that shit and I could yell it at people. <laughs> And tell them they look cute and be like, high five, weather's clear, you know, <laughs> Yeah. slopes ahead. Yeah. I feel like I would also wear a t-shirt that said curves ahead and it would have like slopes on it. So it seemed <laughs> like I belonged, you know? Yes, I would look cute, but I don't want to get hurt. Because <laughs> the first thing that pops into my mind when you talk about skiing is like Sonny Bono. And I just, I don't want to get hurt. Right, because he, like, hit a tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's all I think about is, like, smacking into a tree. (laughs) Like, cartoon style, but with bad consequences. So so the big things, no, 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 no. I don't know how we got on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we're just talking about gear and... Gear! (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we're concerned about the the kayaking gear, whether or not... Mm -hmm be able to handle us and things like that so and also kind of what to wear because yeah. i you know i didn't know i there's not a lot of representation of plus size people in outdoor spaces which we've kind of covered but you don't see yourself in people doing that there are some really great plus size outdoorsy people doing stuff hiking kayaking doing stuff and I'll try to find them and link them in the description. Our character does mountain yeah. climbing. Yeah, she's awesome. And she's actually doing a, a shoot right now, I think, for Outdoor Research, which is, which is a outdoors clothing brand that has now expanded their sizes and, and carries plus size. Awesome. I haven't tried them yet, but I really want the pants. But they're like, again, it's like expensive. It's like 80 bucks for the pants. So everything is, is, I feel more expensive in that entire space. But you just don't see yourself in a lot of that. And I've talked to some other plus size friends who were like, I didn't know that we could do that. Because I've never (laughs) seen anyone that looks like me do it. Yeah. So I feel like I, I can't even want to do it because I'm not welcome there and there's nothing to fit me there you know what I mean yeah and so that was one of the things that really drew me to at least trying kayaking too is not only did it look fun and sound fun and seem like something I could do but I want to be someone that's doing it and saying 
hey, guess what? You can kayak. <laughs> yeah. And like I did it and here's my experience and you know, I'm I'm like a size twenty two to twenty six, you know, depending on what's happening in life. <laughs> yeah. So I just I want to see more of that representation of plus size people getting out there and doing stuff because they want to do it and they're excited about it and it makes them happy and not have any kind of connotation of like exercise or losing weight. Yeah. But just existing in the world and doing stuff they want to do and in an outdoor space because we just don't see that very often. So I'm I'm hoping that I can just add to that representation mm -hmm. and give my experience as a first time kayaker <laughs> and, and help some other people. I want other people to do it because I think you should do it. If you've thought about kayaking before and you've wanted to do it, do it. I, whatever size you are, <laughs> it'll just be easier for you if you're thin. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll be able to find a boat more easily and, <laughs> and do all that stuff. But anyway, yeah. So like, what did I want to wear? I did wear water shoes and an activewear set because I thought I was going to get a little bit wet. Turns out I totally got wet. I still think you should do it though. And I was telling my friend, you kind of have to let go of the idea of this is just kayaking based. This isn't even about bodies. You kind of have to let go of the idea of being graceful about any of it <laughs> while you're figuring it out. Yeah. I think you can get to a point where you're real graceful with the paddling. I felt really good about my paddling towards the mm -hmm. end there. But getting out of the boat, you're just going to have to know that it's not going to look graceful no matter what you look like. <laughs> And it's, you're just going to need some practice is all. Yeah. I think it'll be easier the more you do it. Yeah. Yep. Quite honestly. Yep. But don't sleep on kayaking. If you want to try it, go try it. Absolutely. Find a boat that will work. You're going to have to call those people and be like, hey, do you have a boat that'll fit me? What's your weight limits? Do you have sit on top kayaks? Because those are supposed to be kind of easier for plus size people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have to ask, but... You should ask. You shouldn't feel shame about it. And you exist in the world. You deserve to exist in the world. And you belong in the world. And you should do things that bring you joy and that you want to try. So you deserve it. And you should try it if you want to. Yes. That's my main takeaway. Yeah. And, and some places are already put up all the information you need to know. Like I went through, it's called JoePaddle.com for joseph and they they had all the information already they got you know the different types of kayaks they got they got weight limits for the different kayaks whether they're one person two person or you know one one person can do a two-person one stuff like that so they had all that information plus they had sizing for their flotation devices so we were able to just see oh yep they got sizes that'll fit all that kind of stuff so, oh the life vests and yeah, stuff yep. yeah so see that's a company that's thought about it they've, yeah. they've considered other people besides thin people and put all that information there and i will say the people that we talked to the they were the owners yeah super nice yeah no judgment whatsoever totally cool super chill held my hand while i got in and out of the boat <laughs> like so nice and no no side eye no weird looks because i was really concerned about maybe like like a dude bro like okay you're gonna go kayaking this is your first time oh my god like that kind of guy <laughs> and i thought he was gonna give me the up and down like what are you doing here and so it was nice that these these were just super nice friendly non-judgmental people yeah and i, I felt completely comfortable 
with them. They were just super friendly and, and really helpful and did the whole spiel and just, yeah, totally cool. Yeah, I was kind of afraid, you know, I mean, Joseph Organ's like a ways away from kind of what you'd call civilization, you know, it's... Mm. It's a drive. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a ways out from like any major city and stuff. It's literally in like a, a glacier valley, so it's surrounded by these gorgeous mountains and stuff. But I kind of felt like the whole town was kind of you know had dead shirts that that fit. Yeah, I feel like every time we looked for a shirt or hoodie or something. All the stores, even this, I mean, this is a tiny town. Yeah. And they had little tiny stores. And everyone where we looked had a 3X. Yeah. At yeah. least. I think that one one place had up to like a 4X. Mm-hmm. And like when we went to Glacier, that one souvenir shop had like 6X, which was, yeah. I was oh, just cool. like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> because I always want a t-shirt of somewhere that I've gone to and I've yeah. never bought one because they never had my size yeah so i'd have to get a keychain or something but it was so cool to wherever we went they had up to a 3x that might just might fit us (laughs) and i yeah it felt nice to have that ability for once yeah to be like oh i want that t-shirt cool they have something that'll fit me i did get a cute hat too (laughs) they i think it fits my big old head that's another thing i have a larger head as well i like to say it's because my brain's so big absolutely because it has a lot of information but it's just a big head it's just i have a lot of hair and then the other activity we did is they have oh yes it's the steepest gondola ride in north america there we go and this goes up eight thousand feet onto the top of Mount Howard. And then there's some hiking trails that you can get to viewpoints and stuff like that. Now, the gondola, the gondolas, I don't know with the weight limit. I don't know if they have any kind of things happening there. They just say how many adult people can fit in one. They don't give yeah, so specific that, weight limits. What kind of adult people? We don't know. <laughs> Four adult people. What are? See, my question is, what are you assuming an adult person weighs? <laughs> and And... Therefore, how can I do the math to find out, is this gondola safe? Also, the doorway and the gondola itself were pretty small. Yeah. I don't know how four adult people would fit in there comfortably. (laughs) You're going to be a bit smeeshed and get up close and personal with whoever you're riding in that gondola with. So I'm glad that it was just us two. It was comfortable. You could move around a little bit. Now don't go swing in the gondola. That's terrifying. (laughs) But this gondola, I think it anywhere from 20 to 120 feet off the ground, I believe is what it said. Yeah. And you're, it takes 15 minutes to go up to the top and very scenic. You can see over the lake, Willowa Lake, where we kayaked and all these other mountains and out to these canyons and stuff as you're ascending. It felt safe to me. I mean, it felt, yeah. I didn't feel weird about it. It is a little awkward because the dudes have to hold the gondolas real tight while you get in. And I felt like I felt like one guy was kind of kind of an ass but didn't really put it out there. I felt like he was judging me. The first guy, the guy that was down at the ground. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't like his attitude. But I didn't, it didn't put me off or anything. It didn't ruin my time or anything like that. So yeah, getting in's a little awkward. 
shuffling around making sure everything's centered also a little <laughs> awkward just because i don't like heights like that he didn't like me moving around no i did not want him moving around he was like shift and i'm like what the fuck are you doing this thing is swinging we do not want to fall off and you know it's on wheels and the cables go through the little i don't know what you call the t things platforms or whatever and that gets pretty bumpy and scary like it just you know I don't like heights a lot, so that part scared me. But I felt like it could accommodate me fine enough. Yeah. It wasn't like I had to super shimmy into the door, but it is a smaller opening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we got up there and, you know, less oxygen. It takes a (laughs) little bit. I started to get a headache at the end. I think we were up there for a couple hours. But 8,000 feet, so it's considered a high altitude. And then I think the highest we were at was 8,200 feet. That's mm-hmm. when we climbed to the summit. I didn't think too much about, well, I take that back. I did think about being a fat person up there just because we were, we had to get into a small gondola that I was worried about. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't see any other fat people up there. <laughs> and just as a fat person walking or hiking or doing any kind of outdoor activity, I always feel like. I don't belong and people are going to say that I don't belong. So I'm kind of on the defensive already in certain situations. Because even when we were hiking at the Redwoods, that stupid, that really tall, skinny white guy gave me that rude look. Remember? Yeah. Where he was like, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that pissed me off. (laughs) I almost turned around and went to lob him on the head. But I kept walking. (laughs) I was sweating it out by then. Anyway... Stuff like that does happen, but it doesn't happen as often as I think it will. And usually people turn out to be pretty nice and like non-judgmental. They don't make it a thing. And so sometimes I feel like because as fat people, we're so inundated with this message that we don't belong and that our body's wrong. We do sometimes internalize that or quite often internalize that. And jump to that conclusion before we even experience something. And I think with this trip, I did catch myself like, "Mm, that might be a little bit more internalized fat phobia on my part, thinking that everybody's going to think that I am a piece of shit for being there, (laughs) you know, and that I don't belong or whatever, going to make a big deal out of it. But, you know, I also have those, those confirmation bias situations where people have... (laughs) said things and done things to me that make me worry about it in the first place. So, you know, I think it's normal and kind of healthy as a fat person to be able to be aware of what other people might say or do towards you so that you have a way of handling that that you're comfortable with because it might happen and you don't want it to ruin your time. You don't want it to to, you know, completely ruin all of this stuff that you're doing and the fun that you could have. Because what, some asshole thinks you're too fat to be there? Obviously, he's wrong because you're there. <laughs> yeah. And you deserve to take up space and you deserve to find joy and do what you love. And I want to keep saying that <laughs> because we we do. We do deserve to be there. So, you know, I guess that's where it's important to sort of stay more present and not be so caught up in how you think other people are going to respond yeah. to you that you it, it kind of mucks up everything being more present i think allows you to just like interact with a person if you're interacting with them 
instead of maybe drawing conclusions about how you think they're going to treat you. Does that make sense? Because I am yeah. high and I feel like <laughs> I might not explain things very well. Yeah, yeah. I think always, yeah. I mean, especially in nature, just, just be present and try and not bring any preconceptions with you. Just kind of be open. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, as I as I am helping my mental health and my nervous system heal from, you know, decades of trauma, I... I feel like I am present more and not as anxious and caught up in all of that stuff. You know, I, I think I, I can still feel it. I'm, it's not like I'm pushing it away, but I don't let it ruin everything for me. I yeah. don't dwell on it as much. And I think a lot of the times, like with this trip, it was like, okay, that, that sort of anti-fat person might be there and might make faces at me or say something to me. And I know that I can handle it and I know that I can do this stuff and I can't let it ruin. So my time like sort of preparing myself, yeah, but not dwelling on it and not letting it be something that was just so focused on that I didn't even enjoy my time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I'm getting better at that the more that I work on myself mm -hmm. and can stay present and more focused in the moment and just not, not worry so much. Yeah, that's great. But anyway, there were no other fat people at the top of the gondola. <laughs> and we were just like, hey, we're setting off to look at the sites, right? So there's, you know, less oxygen. I say we went kind of slow. I think we paced ourselves pretty well so we wouldn't yeah. get kind of overworked in that sense. Because it has, I guess it's been since March since we did like a hiking vacation and a hiking time because it got too too hot over the summer. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think all of that went really well. Nobody was super mean or judgmental or whatever. And usually I'm not even paying attention to people that much anyway. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there's some people over there. Let's wait till they leave so we can take photos. Because usually people are there for like maybe five minutes and then they'll move on. No matter what the view is. Even if it's <laughs> just a, the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen that you don't think you'll see again. People are like, mm, okay, I've seen it. Click go they only stay there for like five minutes yeah. it's very rare that someone will stay there and watch the whole sunset uh, yeah. trust me we've been the ones that are there last still still watching the sunset i just don't understand why you would leave and not stare at the fucking sunset anyways i think sometimes some older couples will maybe make faces at us but they won't say anything and if they make eye contact with you they'll be nice yeah but you know as a person you can tell you can you see that. You feel that energy. You know what it looks like when somebody's judging you. If you've dealt with that your entire life, you know? So we were going up this steep part and, you know, our fault. We should have gone the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't do the hardest part of the whole hike in that particular way. See, we wanted to be going downhill, not uphill. But we went uphill. And this was a meandering uphill climb at 8,200 feet. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But as we're going up this hill, we pull off the trail just to rest and catch our breath and make sure that we're, we're good. We drink some water, yada, yada. Yep. And I hear this guy at the top of the summit. Now, here's the other thing about people, especially white people in nature. They will talk so fucking loud <laughs> and they will play their music 
and nobody wants to hear your fucking Justin uh, Bieber. That was what someone was playing at Glacier on this hike, and I was so pissed off because I don't yeah. want to hear your music when I'm in nature. I want to hear nature. It has its own music, and that's what I'm there to hear. Get headphones. That's what headphones are intended for. But I don't want to hear you talking either. I don't, I don't want to hear you talking on your phone to someone, or I don't want to hear about the date you went on. I just don't. So keep your voice down. But there's this guy at the top and he's like, hey, blah, 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 blah. he's talking to someone and then says that, oh, yeah, the because the air pressure up here and the elevation, it's, you know, pretty impossible for anyone with a high BMI to do. That's going to be really hard for them. <laughs> now, I don't know if he saw us, but he was right there and I could see him. So I know he could see me <laughs> and he wasn't a tiny fella anyway he was like the biggest of his crew and i was so pissed because i'm in the middle of walking up this hill like i'm doing it i'm in the middle of it and you're standing up there like oh fatties can't do this they shouldn't be here i got so pissed and i said really loud the bmi is bullshit because it is it is bullshit and if you have a doctor that keeps bringing up the bmi get a new doctor it's bullshit. Anyway, I said that. The BMI is bullshit. And these fucking ass hats need to remember that. And I said it pretty loud and I hope he heard me. Anyway, as him and his crew are coming down, Sean and I are farther up the trail. We get off to let them pass. And dude can't even look me in the eye. Here's two fat people doing what you said they couldn't do. And I, I wanted to trip him and push him down the mountain. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even look at him. And guess what? We made it to the fucking summit. Hells yeah. And he can eat shit. And it was it was an amazing view. You It was gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. But it's just things like that where people are, you know, even at 8200 fucking feet off off the ground. There's some motherfucker telling me I'm too fat to do something <laughs> that I'm in the process of doing. And also, he didn't walk up that fucking hill. He went the other way. So he was coming down the hill. So guess what? Fatty was doing more than you were, asshole. <laughs> and I, I really wanted to say that to him, but I didn't. So you think a fat person can't do something? Fuck you. Watch him do it. <laughs> it might just be me doing it. Just to prove you wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, I just keep your mouth shut. You know what? Leave your judgment at home. If you're up there to enjoy nature, enjoy nature. You're 8,200. That was the other thing. You're 8,200 feet on top of a mountain surrounded by all of these gorgeous views and these amazing, beautiful <laughs> little chipmunks that will come up to you yeah. and look at you like you're just phenomenal. <laughs> these chipmunks you got. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's all the all of these cool trees that are growing specifically because they're so fucking high. So like, when are you ever going to see them again? Yeah. Yeah. Just amazing stuff. And you're worried about other people's bodies. You're worried <laughs> yeah. about the size of someone's bodies. You're going to bring up the BMI and shit. Shut the fuck up and pay attention. He's not in the moment. He's worried about other shit. Yeah. I guarantee I had a better time than he did. <laughs> guarantee. Anyway, it's stuff like that that really pisses me off. And that's what sparked, I guess, this whole podcast episode, because there was some shit to talk about <laughs> from vacation that was brought up 
And I was really mad. I, I got really pissed about that. Yeah. But once I made it to the top, I let it fucking go. Because guess what? I just climbed the fucking mountain. And I'm standing at the top and I'm not dead yet. So he can fuck off. <laughs> and I had a great time. I took photos. I looked around. It was great. I'm like, you know what? That group of old people went up there and were there for two minutes and then left. <laughs> I know. They're like, okay, we've seen it. What? Yeah. yeah. Just like that? You take a picture and you've seen it and you're gone? It takes a 15-minute gondola ride to even get up there. And then you have to walk around. We, we walk like three-quarters of a mile around that whole thing. Yeah. And there's more trails that we didn't even get to because some of them are closed. But I just couldn't believe it. Just to be like, okay, yep, seen it. What? Got it for the slideshow. And that's you're not enjoying it. You need to like stand there. Yeah. You need to profess your undying love to some part of that scenery. It can't just be... Whoop, all right, done. Yeah, yeah, we, we went out and we saw this Joseph Canyon, which is this beautiful, deep canyon from this overlook. And we were there, I don't know, we were probably there half an hour or something, probably. Mm -hmm. Numerous people came, drove up, got out, took a picture on their phone, got back in their car, and left. Yeah, like, like that older couple got out and the, and the guy was like, wow, that's impressive. Click. Very impressive. <laughs> Click. All right, I guess we should get going. I'm just what? Why aren't you memorizing the textures of the trees and the the ground and the the dirt and the the way the the rounded crevices are? Like, why aren't you looking at this shit, man? Yeah. Yeah, just gone, gone. Yeah, we 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 got our sketchbooks out. We took some sketches. Yeah, we did some sketches. We're gonna try to do watercolors, you guys. Yeah. You might might find those on Etsy one day. Who knows? <laughs> We're, we're practicing yeah it was it was enjoyable we watched a storm roll in yeah and we got in the car right when it started raining we watched the storm roll in these cloud these wonderful gray clouds it was just yeah and i just don't understand it doesn't this has nothing to do with bodies i just don't understand when people don't <laughs> just acknowledge just take the time to look at it and yeah. really exist with the scenery and take it all in and give it give it some breath, you know. I I just don't get click jumping back in the car. Let's go. I know. I've I've certainly gotten more interested in kind of like studying the the formations and thinking about how they were formed over like, I mean, insane amounts of time and stuff. But yeah, it's just it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And even just kind of looking at it and seeing how, I mean, with these glacial canyon formations, it's pretty interesting. Because they're usually pretty steep, but then they have, you know, these different kind of like sub canyons within them and stuff that the water then flows down, which then that's where like a lot of the trees are. And it's just, it's very, very fascinating just kind of looking at it and just imagining how, how these things were formed. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like imagining what the people were like who were there like who came through or who lived there like joseph canyon the nez pierce tribe and chief joseph stayed in this canyon they would go down lower at oh, lower elevations for the winter so it was less harsh and live in this canyon and so just thinking about like what life was like for whoever lived you know wherever we're looking and how they went about their day 
what they wore, how did they cook and just different different types of jobs like you know with a with a tribe or a village or something everybody had something that they did you know it was a little community I think a lot about that stuff like what were the people like what what would they have thought of me how would I have fit into that <laughs> interesting yeah. you know village or something I'd probably be dead because like I like electricity <laughs> and running water plumbing is our friend so yeah just things like that and then sometimes I might it might give me some kind of fictional tv show kind of idea like an outlander situation where <laughs> you know what if I was that character like what is some romantic idea of that landscape so sometimes my mind will wander to you know more luscious ideas yeah i was hoping we wouldn't get children of the corn too because there's a lot of corn out there <laughs> and we we drove out to this abandoned well we thought it was an abandoned town because we were going to do some sketches there and it had like old dilapidated buildings and stuff like that yeah and it was pretty spooky because the there's still curtains and lanterns and stuff in the windows of these dilapidated buildings but when we got there there were like people living in this little town this little rundown town yeah yeah there was a lady out in her yard she disappeared right quick too because i noticed when we turned around and came back through she wasn't there there's a, a cool little cemetery that we took some photos of and yeah. We didn't want to stay because we didn't want to freak out whoever's living there. And also, <laughs> we didn't get want to get children of the corn. So we left. <laughs> but, you know, we did see a deer after that, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was pretty country. Like, the just the, the landscape, the, how everything changed from these rocky sort of open fields to these very tree-covered, ponderosa pine-covered mountain sides or whatever you want to call them canyon yeah. sides i don't know that the the landscape is was really interesting too yeah yeah totally. this is this podcast episode is about everything we're talking anti-fat <laughs> bios we're talking to just what we did on our vacation we're talking about kayaking we're talking about <laughs> gondola rides there's a lot going on in this episode it's a little hodgepodge and everything but i hope that we covered some stuff like maybe as a thin person you've never thought of this you it's never dawned on you that when you go somewhere you you can always find underwear that fits you if you didn't bring your underwear me not so much yeah like as plus size people we can't go on a trip and expect to find something we need to wear when we get there especially if we go to the uk or somewhere <laughs> like that in the us it's a little easier but not always so just you know there's so many different different ways in which fat people continue to be discriminated against and I think just being aware of it and being able to you know be an ally to your fat friend is really important and I'll, I'll try to include some different people with more education about that if you are so inclined to you know read up on how to be a, a good fat ally yeah yeah totally but we did have a great vacation thanks for hanging in with us sorry we weren't very consistent you know there's a lot going on and obviously my hand is like fucked up so i can only do so much is the thing yeah but what are you gonna do let people live let us live as they say on the deep dive podcast which you should totally listen to let us live let's let's do stuff let fat people be let them do stuff they want to do stop judging just let them do it Indeed. and i hope that companies start making more you know plus size gear we exist we're here we're not going anywhere fat people have been around 
forever. <laughs> and we want to do stuff and we want to have some fucking fun. So get off our backs <laughs> and let us live. That's my thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Guess What? Haley's Fat and she's got some shit to say about it. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> You know, maybe it's educated you. Maybe it's it's given you a different perspective. Maybe you're like, yeah, bitch, talk to us, fat folks. We're here for this. We understand. We agree. We're going to go out there and we're going to kick some fucking ass by doing whatever the fuck we want with our bodies. Fatty's going to rock that yak. Fatty's going to rock that yak. Oh, my God. T-shirt idea. I got to work on T-shirts this winter. <laughs> I want to get them ready for Christmas just in case anybody wants. What'd you say? Fatty's going to rock that yak? Yep. Okay, that's our, our call to fat people outdoors doing shit. I like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll make that t-shirt. Fatty's <laughs> going to rock that yak. Okay. Well, I also have this, I think it'll be a great art series of, of painted plaques inspired by my travels that I really want to work on this this sort of fall winter as well. Mm, yeah. And it's it's sort of, you know, travel related. So I'm excited to put that into physical reality and share it with everyone when it happens. But yeah, I'm very excited about that because it's just like, it's sort of, you know, honoring that fat people can do stuff. That's my inspiration that we can hike places and do fun things and, yeah. and, and we deserve to find joy and exist in our body. So that's sort of the the inspiration for this whole series that I'm going to work on. Cool. So yeah, I, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, I believe for a little wrap up and we have a really exciting podcast <laughs> coming up. I'm not going to tell you about it yet, but we're recording it this weekend actually. And we're going to have a special guest. So please stick around. There's more to come this season of Haley hates everything. You can follow us on Instagram individually or as a podcast. Dobby's getting up. This is all always his time to get up and start shaking and telling us he's ready for dinner. So we're wrap we're wrapping it up, Dob. You can check out my blog. You can email us. You can DM us. You can give us topic ideas. You can share thoughts and whatever stories that you have, maybe that that have to do with this. If you add your own experience of, you know, people talking shit when you're out trying to do an out outdoor activity dobby's drinking water i don't want him to ruin my thought process <laughs> i'm trying to get these words out and i'm very high or you know share a time when you thought your body was going to be a problem and it wasn't like that'd be great to hear or any kind of outdoor activity that you've done that you really love and think other people should try i'd love to hear about that too anyway you know how to get in touch with us and everything else will be in the description box. You know, I hate to say goodbye, but I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Rap. It's a podcast rap. Oh, my God. <laughs>